Let's bring in Brad Gagnon here, national NFL writer from Bleach Report. Brad, how's it going, man? Uh, not bad, man. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Have to, we're, we're both not doing as good as Aaron Rodgers, who cashed <laughs> in huge. This type of money, this type of deal, obviously it's going to make him happy. But I wonder, Brad, when you look big picture and longer term, for the Packers, like it has hindered the Baltimore Ravens with Joe Flacco. Obviously, Rodgers is much better, but this type of, of money commitment, do you think looking down the road this could could hinder the Packers from building around Rodgers? You know, I'm just trying to pull up this tweet now that, that Tom Pellicero um, from, from NFL Network had, which was kind of jarring. I just found it here. He, uh, when Aaron Rodgers signed his $22 million a year contract in 2013, uh, that was 18% of the salary cap at the time. His $33.5 million a year deal that he signed yesterday, 19% of the salary cap. Oh. I mean, we, 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 I think it's, hmm. it's easy to look at the numbers and think, my gosh, like, you know, that's one-fifth of the cap. But that's sort of been a trend for a long time. When you're a premier quarterback, when you're making 20 to 25 and the cap was 120, it was about the same. And now we got to remember the cap is exploding every year. It's going up by 10, 12 million dollars. And it's, uh, before long, it's going to be in the 200 million dollar range. And, and when he's making 33 in a couple of years and it's 200, um, it might not seem so, uh, you know, uh, um, over the top in terms of uh, how much um, uh, space he eats and how much of that pie is owned by one player. And then again, you got to remember, it is the quarterback position. I mean, this yeah. team has no chance without Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl. And if it does have Aaron Rodgers, it has a very good chance. It's that much of a difference maker. And, and so, we saw that last year, right, Brad? Like, yeah. without him, this, this was a team that was a division winner two out of the playoffs. And so how do you put a price on that, yeah. right? I mean, ultimately, I mean, yeah, if it was you know, 28 or 29, 30, the, you know, Kirk Cousins to, um, to Matt Ryan range, then yeah, of course the Packers would love to save a few million bucks. That's, you know, $3 million a year is the equivalent of a, of a pro bowl caliber linebacker, you know? And so you'd love to save that cash, but ultimately the Packers, they're not big spenders. They rarely push the cap too, too much in the first place. They like to spend on homegrown talent. And this is the epitome of successful homegrown talent. So um, I don't think that this contract is going to, you know, uh, become um, such a hindrance that the Packers are going to fail to compete. Um, they have fallen into a bit of a, of a, of a uh, quandary in recent years where people have said, you know, they're all Aaron Rodgers and, and kind of nothing else. Mm-hmm. I, I also kind of dispute that. They've, they've had a lot of good players on that offensive line and that receiving core over the years. Um, obviously, they've, you know, they had a, a perennial pro bowler who's not quite the same anymore in Clay Matthews, but has had a great career as well. I mean, they've had a, they've had good players around Aaron Rodgers, so I dispute the, the notion that they're all about a Rod. The reality is, is that most teams in the league don't win without their star quarterback. If they do have one, and and uh, have a good chance when they have that star quarterback in the lineup, and that's really what what this boils down to. That's not a bad number you throw out there, nineteen percent, because yeah, then there's still room to be built around that for the rest of this Packers team. But the numbers, when you just look at them, they're they're awesome, right? We've had from at Darren Ravel says Packers will pay Aaron Rodgers the equivalent of four hundred thousand dollars per day for two hundred days. You <laughs> tweeted out at Brad underscore Gagnon, uh over the course of the next calendar year, Aaron Rodgers Rodgers will earn about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a day. 
Yeah, that wow. was, that came from uh, I think Forbes. I think it was Forbes that did a an assessment based on both his contract and his endorsements. And so the Ravel thing is actually, you know, that that stat is even more jarring, obviously. But uh, you know, I originally found that you know did that math based on the the full calendar year between now and essentially uh, next summer. And, you know, I don't know which one's more jarring because one's only a half a year, but I mean, just the thought, like, uh, I realize there are, there are, you know, CEOs that are making more and there are, there are billionaires, there are tycoons out there. But I mean, the thought that Aaron Rodgers, who is a pretty normal guy, like he just, he, I've interviewed Aaron Rodgers. uh, I have mutual friends with Aaron Rodgers. He is a just like, you, you know, when you see him in interviews, he's not that. He's not a tycoon. He's, he doesn't yeah. feel like a billionaire. And that man will now be collecting, you know, uh, um, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine times the amount that the average American or Canadian makes in a year. Every day. Every day. Oh, but now he can afford more sweet cowboy hats and mustache wax. Exactly, and right? that's really what this is all about. It comes down to that. Now, when we look in conversation with Brad Gagnon, National NFL writer, Bleacher Report. Now, Brad, one of my favorite things to do is when a quarterback signs big money, you go to SpotTrack.com and you scroll all the way down. You're like, where's Tom? Where's Tom Brady? And I have it up here. Here are some quarterbacks making more than Tom Brady on the contract. Um, Tyrod Taylor from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield, a rookie. Case Keenum. Case Keenum, who has one good year, one, is making more money than Tom Brady. Joe Flacco, Ryan Tannehill, that hurts. Ryan Tannehill's making more than him. Like He's only making more on the full contract than Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Jameis Winston. You have Carson Wentz in there. Like Tom Brady remains so grossly underpaid. And I just wonder, Like you see this contract, and then in the offseason, they're like, oh, Tom, we'll give you like five mil extra in incentives. At some point, doesn't Tom Brady have to be like, hey, man, Come on, let's go. I'm for, I'm 41. I've been a team guy my whole career. Can I get paid big time too? Yeah, uh, Tom Brady. The difference between Tom Brady's salary and Cam Newton's is larger than the difference in the other direction between Tom Brady and Josh McCown. Right? Wow. I mean, like there, he's in a closer range to Josh McCown oh. than he is. To Philip Rivers, Cam Newton, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, Russell Wilson, Alex Smith, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. Oh. <laughs> you you got to say them all. Yeah. To get the feel for for how dramatically underpaid Tom Brady is, and you know it, whether that's you know just pure kudos to him, and he's saying, look, I, I've. I'm all about the Super Bowl now. I have more money than I'll ever need. My wife has more money than I even have. Um, you know, like, and I appreciate that if that's the case because it's so easy for us to often to say like, oh, you, you know, you, how can these players push for more money when they're already multimillionaires? Well, yeah. that's all relative. If we were multimillionaires, then we would want a few extra million too. We're, you're never going to be satisfied. You always think about taking care of your family and your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids, and maybe you can go one more generation down <laughs> if you can earn that extra contract. Great-grandpa so, Tom, yeah. Exactly. So um, maybe great-grandpa Tom is even at the point where he realizes that he is not going to – um, have to worry at any point about the finances and just doesn't push for it. I mean, but then, you know, you heard earlier this offseason that he wasn't too happy, you know, reportedly about, um, the, you know, the, the nature of his contract. And there was a, a, a tweak essentially that was made. And, and he and Gronk were both reportedly, you know, kind of, you know, considering, um, you know, sitting out mandatory minicamp before showing up. And so, 
you know, the problem with it really is, is that we don't know because the Patriots are this, you know, this, this fortress of solitude where we don't, you can't get in. We don't know. We, we can't hear any reports regarding what's happening, what the reality is. Tom Brady's hanging up on radio interviewers when, when they <laughs> ask questions about even simple things like Alex Guerrero being on a plane or being on the sideline. And so, you know, we might never know. Brady might write that tell-all book one day. He clearly is beginning to open up more based on that Tom vs. Time documentary that mm-hmm. he, uh, he he launched ahead of the Super Bowl this past year. But um, the fact is is that we don't know if this is Brady being incredibly altruistic or if this is the Patriots saying, um, you know, how dare you try to even get that kind of money out of us. That's not how we operate. And if you'd like to, to uh, test the waters on the Cleveland Browns roster, you're welcome. I, I don't know. <laughs> Man. Unbelievable. In conversation with Brad Gagnon, national NFL writer with Bleacher Report on Twitter at Brad underscore Gagnon. Now, Brad, let's go to Khalil Mack here. And you go from a guy making a ton of money in Aaron Rodgers to somebody who wants to make even more money, technically still under contract, wants the extension, not reporting. You're the Raiders, you're John Gruden, you had all the good feelings coming in, and you have your best player, your stud still holding out, and now rumors continue that he'll have to be traded, which is so bizarre to me. Like, Brad, don't you think the Raiders have to work this out? Because ultimately, if you trade Khalil Mack, guess what? You're going to be looking for another Khalil Mack, and they're hard to find. Yeah, exactly. And and then what, are you going to give him three or four years and then do the same thing? Because obviously they don't feel like Khalil Mack is worth what Khalil Mack feels he's worth. And if that's the case and you're looking for another Mack, you're going to be literally in the exact same situation in a few years. Or you're going to decide that the whole John Gruden thing isn't panning out. If this is indeed more of a Gruden thing than a Reggie McKenzie thing, which it seems like it probably is. I mean, there was, again, the report that Mack and Gruden hadn't even spoken as of a few weeks ago. Um, I just think it really, on a broader scale, indicates how um, you know flawed and short-sighted and really just silly this, this, this transition to Gruden has been. I mean, for a team that was a Super Bowl contender under Jack Del Rio a year ago, had an off year, their quarterback wasn't healthy, things just didn't go right. To give up that quickly, to go to this, you know, supposed all-star head coach who, you know, hasn't coached in a decade, um, in the previous half decade when he was a coach, had a sub-500 record and didn't make the playoffs in any of those seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, probably had an inflated reputation already after essentially inheriting a Super Bowl team um, um, uh, in Tampa in the first place. Um, and so, you know, now he comes in, he starts acquiring, you know, these geriatric, you know, players left <laughs> and right um, and starts de-emphasizing sort of or, or underappreciating at least his key players and his key defensive player. The only guy that's kept that defense afloat the last few years um, you know, is it an ego thing? Is it him saying, you know, I, you know, uh, I'm the new honcho here, and 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 he doesn't really, he wants to start from scratch and make this about him. Um, aside from maybe Carr, who's probably untouchable on that roster, maybe. Um, but it, again, it feels like it it, it reeks of Bruden. Um, McKenzie, you know, uh, drafted Mac and probably has an allegiance to him that that Gruden doesn't feel. And obviously they're willing to gamble, but it just feels like the the first step, or at least no, the first step was like Doug Martin and Jordy Nelson and investing yeah. in some of these old. This, this is the second step now in what is quite clearly to me going to be something we're going to that's going to backfire. That in like three years, the best, three years into this ten-year, hundred million-dollar ridiculous contract, oh. we're going to be saying, "Remember when the Raiders?" 
decided that John Gruden was a good idea <laughs> in 2018. And, and I think this is just one of those steps along that path of, uh, of us discovering that. John Gruden, Brad, to me, is, is turning into one of those guys who's in, like, your fantasy football league who just goes on, like, name recognition. Is like, oh, yeah, yeah. Jordy Nelson. He's good. Yeah. And, like, and like, oh, he still drafts, like, Des Bryant, even though he doesn't have a team because he was good, like, three years ago. <laughs> like, that's, that's the vibe I'm getting from, from, from John Gruden. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember that name when I was uh, calling Monday Night Football. And then brings him well, in. Look like, at but Christian that's... Hackenberg, too, he's, right? He's I mean, due. He, he brought in Christian Hackenberg for, like, <laughs> a, a minute. Uh, because, again, he was probably remembering what he saw from him in college and when he did the Gruden camp right. with him and didn't look at the fact that he couldn't even crack the Jets, the Jets yeah. starting lineup, let alone their backup spot for, for the first two years of his career. And so, yeah, he seems like a guy who probably hasn't been doing his research for five or six years, which is why he thinks that, that, that Doug Martin and, and Jordy Nelson are premier players apparently that are worthy of, of spots on his roster, especially when you bring in Martin instead of, or, or sorry, Nelson, instead of a guy like Michael Crabtree, you're in place of a guy like Michael Crabtree, who as much as he's maybe not a superstar, you know, scored eight touchdowns or more in three consecutive seasons before this. He's a pretty consistent dude uh, to go to a guy like Nelson. Who's on his last legs is just shocking yeah. for the same amount of money. I mean, it, it, it's really odd the way he has approached everything he's done with this roster so far. And again, I think it's going to backfire. I think so as well, but it'll, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch one way or the other. Brad, oh, thank, it always you. Is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much as always, man. Thanks, man. All right, Brad Gagnon, national NFL writer from Bleacher Report on Twitter, at Brad underscore Gagnon.